Gone are the taboo days of pot. As cannabis becomes increasingly celebrated, understood, and legal, it's still a long way from eradicating the stigmas created from years of misinformation. We're investigating facts, cutting through fiction, exploring medical solutions, and sharing the stories of the people making it all possible on the Cultured Cannabis Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Cultured Cannabis Podcast. Today I'm joined by Taylor Chandler Lindsay, Illinois brand manager at Miss Grass. Yes. Taylor, thank you for joining me today. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. And yeah, I'm just having a little side conversation about you have quite the name. Yeah, it's very unique. <laughs> very unique. Very long. <laughs> Do you mind sharing it? My full name, I will n- denounce my middle name. I'm just going to put Taylor C., but Taylor C. Chandler Lindsay. <laughs> I have four first names. It's very funny. If you follow me on social media, you'll be able to see that extra name in there. But I try not to usually spell out everything because that's who wants to read that? By the time you get to Lindsay, you're uninterested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the time you get to Lindsay. Yeah, in the world of social media, right? yeah. like, it's a drop-off. Right? Yeah, they're like, who does she think she is? Yeah. Like the Princess Diaries? No. Uh, <laughs> and so now you're a brand, Illinois brand manager mm-hmm. for Miss Grass. This is a California-based company. Mm-hmm. Let's start there. Where? What is it? Tell us a little bit about the brand. Yeah, and- we essentially, we started originating in California in about 2018. We started off Miss Grass is a female-founded, female-operated cannabis brand and platform. We started off as an online community and educational platform. We sold ancillary items really to build a community around cannabis. We wanted to eradicate the stigmas around it and make it more socially acceptable, educate people who are like new into cannabis and even people that have been smoking around it but still didn't understand like the knowledge or the scientific aspects of it and giving them that platform and building that community for them to find other like-minded people that enjoy cannabis or wanted to learn more about it you know what I mean giving them that platform and that opportunity to connect essentially and then in 2020 is when we launched our first THC products which are actually the minis in the Illinois market that you see here I like to tell people those are our OG products you know what I mean our first little dime bags but essentially they're five pack you got to start somewhere so you can't place to start yeah you got to start your small little little dimes little quarters until you can get to your pounds and stuff like that but (laughs) essentially but we actually are in about four or five states. We're in California, Massachusetts, Illinois, New Jersey, New York, and we will be launching in Arizona. Actually, I believe we already launched. By the time this probably airs, we've launched in Arizona. So That's amazing. Yeah, big excitement for us. And that's that's very exciting for you to have been a part of it from the beginning because you were... I just joined actually in 2022. So so were they already in Illinois previously? When they came in Illinois is when I joined. Yeah, so I mean, so so I I should explain a little bit. I've been on the beginning with them since Here. they've been in Illinois. Yes. Yeah. And your introduction into cannabis was really being a consumer of it, right? Yeah. yeah. A big consumer of it. I've had a long history of cannabis being that I am black. I have had a negative past with it until I was old enough to understand that there's a lot of stigmas behind cannabis and the benefits of the plant and how it can help you not just 
psychedelically, but also physically, emotionally, you know what I mean, as well, and mentally as well. When I was younger, I was raised by a few potheads, and they had some really hard times with it. My aunt was actually incarcerated for selling weed, and so always learn, it was always a bad thing. Don't smoke weed, that's the devil's grass, or like that, but all my friends were smoking it. There were some of my cousins that were smoking it, so it wasn't really that bad. When I was younger, I don't know about now, but when I was younger, when I would smell people smoking weed, it would smell like chocolate chip cookies to me. I don't know why, but I always had that association. And to this day, I still remember the first time I actually got high. It was probably the most euphoric sensation I've ever had in my life. I felt like I went to bed that day and I felt like I was just laying in like a gold ocean of warm water and I was just floating there and just like laying down or whatever. But when I initially started working, I I worked in a lot of different industries growing up. I started having jobs when I was super young, like 13. So I've worked in fashion or or retail. I've worked in hospitality. I've worked in, I was a lifeguard at one point, a a dance instructor, gymnast coach. Like I've done a lot of different things. But essentially as I got older and I started to understand my ADHD and I wanted to get off of my ADHD medicine, I leaned towards cannabis. I found that it helped me slow my mind, regulate my emotions in some aspects, and really drive creativity or creativeness, you know what I mean, for anything that I want to do. Being ADHD or neurodivergent, I'm multifaceted. I have my hyperfixation. Sometimes I might want to rebuild someone's patio, or the next day I might want to build like a Picasso. I might want to make a, a giant uh, statue from scratch. Week lets me know, maybe we should slow down, or helps me focus and really push that influence. As I got older and understand how well this plant benefited I wanted to get more involved I wanted to activate for I wanted to speak on it because I started to see these companies come in and they were making millions of dollars from people that I've known who've been incarcerated for this plant who've been stigmatized who've been labeled and put into a box just for enjoying a joint you know what I mean that a plant that was put on this earth naturally and it's been around for thousands and thousands probably millions of years you know what I mean so I just I had to speak on it and as I learned and I was shopping in the dispensaries I just loved the plant even more and I wanted to work in there and I asked for a job and I went for a hiring event and I got I started working in the retail space in that way while I was doing my full-time job in hospitality yeah that's a long story no it's not (laughs) I think it's it's real interesting because obviously we we talked about that and and you and I share that in common with the ADHD the neurodivergence and how and you asked me in terms of partaking in it or seeing it a certain way and to hear that backstory is really interesting because you really took from it an approach of you're already on these medications, you're experiencing life a certain way, mm-hmm. and then here you're introduced to this plant and it has this a very real positive effect on you yeah. that allows you to slow down a little bit in yeah. a way that's beneficial to you. Yeah, and right? I can still eat and I can still right. socialize and have a good conversation and not feel like a robot, I felt when I was yeah. the Even though like ADHD does, medicine does help you be productive, essentially, and there are many benefits to it. And I'm not saying don't take your medicine if you need them. You should still take your medicine if it's very essential for you. But at the same time, there's so many alternative ways for you to cope or find mechanisms to handle, you know what I mean, your neurodivergence. And I don't want to call it a disorder because it's not a disorder. Just no. your difference. Yeah, yeah. 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 And what I find interesting, people would say often, and the, the stigma was just how pot, 
Makes you lazy. Is, not, not even that. It's, it's that it's a gateway drug. Yeah, I actually was asking my mom why she doesn't like cannabis. She does not. She's not into it. You know what I mean? She supports me and, and my aspects, of course, because she's my mother and she loves me. But she does not. Partake. Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> believe in my lifestyle. Yeah. She might try a topical every now and then. But when I asked her today, I was like, Wait, why don't you like weed? And her first reason was because it makes people lazy and just inefficient. And her second reason was it's a gateway drug. But to be honest, people are prescribed gateway or not even gateway. They are prescribed hardcore drugs on a day-to-day basis. Things that could lead you to addiction to other things. You know what I mean? That's what I was going to say is that the cannabis is actually found to be an anti-whatever it is. Whatever yeah. addiction you have, it's as strong as heroin. But yeah. even we talked about it's alcohol. It's actually helped for, a lot of people yeah. weed off opioids. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And so that's where you see the benefit to it. And so these stigmas, is just interesting how you really took that approach. And, and same with me. Like, I wasn't sleeping. I had insomnia for mm. the most part. Then trying to work and concentrate. Like, my life was just, it was chaotic. Yeah, you know what I mean? I feel that. And then all of a sudden here, I get this, introduced to this, and it just, it changed my life like forever. Bliss, yeah. yeah, complete. It's you like know? a breath of fresh air. A hundred percent. It's like a, hitting the like, pause on life going a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Was you ever hear those? I don't know if you've seen like a TikTok reel or whatever, like Instagram reel, but it's like when it's so much noise and chatter going down, and then like yeah. you put on like yeah. headphones and it's yeah. just like silence. Yep. That's exactly how I feel. Yep. A hundred percent. It's yeah. so true. So now that you discover this thing and you start doing going down this path, what was the biggest benefit? What did you see really change from? everything your personality your focus your clarity your more the benefits overall i think over time as i learned to as i learned more about it because when i was younger i was smoking recreationally like truly recreationally just to get high i didn't really understand the benefits of it because i started smoking at 18 which a lot of people around me were smoking at like 14 no, or right, right, yeah. Right, yeah so they were they'd been smoking just to get high we didn't know we just knew that i feel like everybody just knew that was the thing to do and it felt good but as I grew older and got in understanding like what I f- or I really felt the difference in what it was doing for me when I versus my ADHD medicine where I was like unsocial, sometimes aggravated, wouldn't eat. I would be very tired. Yeah, hell yeah, I get anything, uh, certain things done. Sometimes I would focus on one thing and that would be the only thing that I got done for the day. I think learning at first learning to mix it and then learning to supplement the uh, ADHD medicine for weed and understanding different strains and how they interact with my endocannabinoid system and understanding the benefits of smoking like an indica versus sativa versus a hybrid and stuff like that and how it truly affected me then I really started to really be like okay this is what I needed to this is what I need to be social or to get an extra little oomph to because I smoke before I go to the gym, so it's a really great pre-workout. Or this is what I need to calm this anxiety right now because I am got so many things that I need to do and I need to think about and I need to just calm my mind and focus and, and get a task done. Or this is, I'm so sore or I'm going through my menstrual cycle, so I need something to help relieve or alleviate me of that pain or just have me just rewind for the day. So I need something that connects with that. And sometimes that may be a sativa or it may be a hybrid. It just depends on that strain and the terpenes in there and how I know because certain terpenes make me act certain ways you know what I mean for me like limonene makes me creative and funky and functional and social and something like that and that makes me active where other people it might make them a little bit tired or relaxed or calm you know what I mean so I know which terpenes work for me and I understood that certain terpenes 
helped my brain work. <laughs> yeah. And also just the level at which you approach it, right? And obviously, if, if you're going to take the time to understand that yeah. and be aware of that. If I want to talk about it, I need to know exactly. what I'm doing. I don't like to educate or tell people about things that I don't know. And maybe it's the Aquarius in me or whatever. <laughs> but I just, I like to have logical facts and receipts. So if I'm telling you something, it's because I've researched it. I've looked into it. I've experienced it myself. I'm giving you all different aspects of my true like logical and still emotional opinion or you know what I mean facts or whatever you want to say so yeah and as you've grown into this where now you're in the space you're just one of the things you notice is is that people that look like you aren't really at the places where you would hope or want to see that right yeah Yeah, and was wondering if you could share a little insight with that so I feel like I'm a corporate I guess you would label me as a corporate cannabis employee there's retail there's corporate cannabis there's the social equity license employees or people that work for those companies I feel and I feel like there's different different areas in this industry they all tie together and I I hope that everyone's sole purpose is to eradicate the stigmas and help educate the community around this plant so that we can really lift it and lift the ban from it and provide people with the actual need for the resources that this plant can provide but at the same time we're all coming at from different angles so I'm a corporate cannabis employee and in my space I feel like there's not a lot of individuals that look like me that are in this position that are really able to make decisions behind their the brand that they work for or the company that they work for. A lot of times people are in my minority, even Latino or other, kind of get stuck at that retail level in the industry. And I don't want to get, say, stuck because some people want to work in that space and they love working in retail. But a lot of people strive to work out of that because I think initially, which was one of my hopes about the cannabis industry, was to be able to provide a different aspect to cannabis. Not all pot smokers are lazy. I can be a boss. I can be a corporate professional and social advocate and this and that and still smoke pot. I can go and work out and still be at that level and, and have a nine to five. Women, a, a lot of things around Miss Grass too, like women are very busy creatures. <laughs> we have so many things that we need to do and we have to do and to get throughout our day. And sometimes pot or smoking weed helps elevate or get us through that day. And I feel like a lot of women don't advocate that they smoke weed because there's so many negative stigmas around women smoking in general. Back to me being in, in this space, I want to see more people like me because we have so many fresh ideas. It's affected our lives in so many aspects and we truly understand it versus some company that's look coming in to look for a money grab around the the monetary value of what this plant will do for them versus the people who have been smoking it for generations around generations and you know what I mean have rituals and understand hey you know and I know people that taught me how to make better topicals than any dispensary bought topical that I've ever had so it's just letting those people into those spaces and really soaking up the knowledge and also for us to get into those spaces so that we can also change the system. We have to break the system. We have to work within to be able to get there so that we can break away from this heavy, I don't want to say heavy MSO, but honey, heavy large company money grab situation. There's so many people out here that could be able to benefit from this pie and be able to help break the stigma, but we're not in those spaces because a lot of times people are being utilized as 
honestly being used for their culture. They put the people in brand ambassador positions because for marketing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah to to yeah, be inclusive. To say they, yeah. hundred yeah. percent. And that's yeah, not to that, have the t-shirt, but they don't really yeah. value their employees. 100%. And I will say that I thankful that I work for a company that truly values who I am and what I generally bring to the table and just, you know what I mean? Also help cultivating me to be a better version of myself, you know what I mean? And also be better in my field. Not a lot of people are, are blessed with that opportunity. So shout out to Miss Grass for being amazing and truly being a company for what, like they're not bullshitting. Like they say what they mean and they mean what they say. We, and because I, I also mean me. But yeah, we need more black and brown individuals in higher up spaces because those are the people that are also smoking all the day. Those are the people that have been affected by it for a long time and really understand what it takes to flip a dime to a quarter to a pound. Like they, those people have been doing it for a long time. And I just feel like we are being outcast and stuck in certain spaces in this industry to make it seem cool because on the front facing side, if you have a black person selling you weed, you might trust them a little bit more because black people smoke weed than hmm. the versus having a white person on the back end making all of the analytical decisions and in, in the sale promotion design and because that's where they should be. And that, like the same person that is front face front facing would know the best sales to get your consumer to buy, would know what would get your consumer to react versus somebody who who's never even talked to a consumer. And their color doesn't matter. It's all about experience. And part of that, and I, I see it, I agree with it, and, and there's so much to it, right? That yes. you just have a whole I could series all yeah, day about on it. it. And, <laughs> and, but here we are, right? We're at yeah. where it's at. We're having to deal with these stigmas, yeah. these realities, these whatever they are. Now, on the other end of it is also the destigmatization of it, but it's also the elevation of it. Mm -hmm. And part of what we had talked about was seeing it as a luxury item, right? Yeah. And seeing something of, yeah, the way that almost wine is perceived, wine. right? At that level. Yeah. Or, you know or I mean? anything, right? Right now, like, I think the it girl of drinks is like espresso martinis. Like, when right, you think right, espresso right. martini, you think luxurious, you think high end, you think, you know what I mean? A good, it's an elevated cup of coffee for after work, you know what I mean? So, and think about the, the, the idea of even just how, in, I don't know if it's genius or sinister, but that you can take poison. And turn it into something that's yeah. appealing and luxury and yeah. all that. So given everything that you were just talking about, all the, we won't call them deficiencies in the industry, we'll call them opportunities, right? Yeah. But that here you are with this information, this knowledge, how does that shape the way that then you approach elevating it to where it has that as well, right? Because I think also, as we talked about, part of that, which is what is cultural to us, mm -hmm. right, black and brown communities, is also stepping outside of that. You have to evolve and desire more for yourself, mm -hmm. right? But it's still part of that culture. And it's, I don't even want to say it's a cultural thing, because for us, you and me, it's not a cultural thing. It's mm -hmm. more, call it a medical thing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> call it, like, like I was telling you, I, I have an easier time dealing without food. I can go days without food. Yeah. I can't go days without weed. weed. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what it is. Yeah. So it's just part of what, but how do you do that? How do you take this, this aspect of understanding it's a cultural thing, mm -hmm. that it's been made aware to you because of the culture, mm -hmm. you wouldn't have known it without it, mm -hmm. 
But then on the other end, you're not seeing it in the same way that everyone else does. Mm-hmm. It's not a recreational thing for you. Mm-hmm. So how do you balance that and what you know of the industry and your experience with it to create this? Word of mouth. I'm saying the brand. Like, how do you elevate it? How does it become luxurious? What's the vision I feel for like Miss Grass, I didn't have to elevate Miss Grass. I think it, Ms. They do a good job. It, yeah, yeah Miss yeah, Grass the is a luxury job. item. I feel like I love to tell people, especially when I'm talking to consumers about Miss Grass, especially about our minis, like this is a sensual, not sensual, but this is a sensory, pro- sensory product. It's I mean, it is sensual. <laughs> it, it is, especially like if you get our all times that body connectivity is amazing. Mm. But it's something visually pleasing. It's well put together. It's yeah. well thought out. It's convenient. You know what I mean? It has that that little bit of extraness with the matches included in the box. That's something that you might not have or you might not have thought about. You know what I mean? I feel like what makes luxury items luxury is not only the exclusiveness, but like the convenientness of the it. The above and beyond. Yeah. It's the extra. Yeah. So we, we do that. There's a lot of love that goes into the thought of our products. There's five joints in there for people that they're small joints for people that are not able to have high tolerance have low tolerance that are just starting to smoke weed we don't want to overwhelm them but then for those heavy smokers you got five in the pack (laughs) so if you feel like one joint's not enough there's four already rolled up and ready to go you know what i mean it's not something that you just can is visually pleasing but you smell it you know what i mean those terpenes your sense of smell is connected to your memory and so those activate those terpene smells activate a sense a certain kind of I feel like emotion or feeling when you're smelling it, also when you're tasting it and then you're inhaling it. So you hear that sound of a joint, you're tasting the joint, you have that feeling of touching it and all of that. So I think that, you know what I mean? I feel like when you have luxury items, they think of all of that, those things, those extra things that you would need or you didn't think you would need. And they, you know what I mean? They cultivate that while making it look very beautifully. I mean, at the same time. So I feel like by being who we are as a brand and also who I am as a person and also just using what, you know, my God-given, you know, the best item that I have, which is myself, and by speaking on it and and telling my journey and showing people that you don't have to be the the stereotypical lazy stoner or you it's okay if you smoke weed and you run a business it's okay if you're a mom and smoke weed it's okay if you're you know what I mean you are a certain type of person you know what I mean that desires a luxurious life and you still want to have a little bit of release it's okay if you don't have that life and you still want that release it's just about community and connectivity and understanding that this plant affects everyone and that's something that can find connection into I don't know how many times that you see people's face light up when you're like you want to hit this or just like having those conversations and like people really opening up their mind when they have those when they're smoking with you so and it's something that you've carried into also the things that you do outside of it because you were saying before that you're you're multifaceted right so there's a lot to you and that's just and what you're interested in now may not be what you're interested in in the future but for now you're doing a lot of creative stuff so Mm -hmm. between the modeling and dancing and Mm -hmm. how how has that been something that has one been an outlet for you but two also been a way for you to express that or, or share I feel like now with the, where the industry is starting to lead towards, I've had the opportunity to work for not only Miss Grass, but other brands and use my creative talents to incorporate that in modeling and dancing. I was in a music video one time and <laughs> not the raised eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> music yeah. video. Yeah. Which all of that, I think, 
came from camaraderie and smoking and finding other like individuals like myself and being able to express that I smoke weed and I I still can dance and I still Mm -hmm. can tumble and I can professionally swim or do karate or whatever. Probably better, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean, actually. Like, yeah. A little bit more, a little bit more creative actually, <laughs> or animated. So I think allowing cannabis allows me the opportunity to activate all of those different talents and stuff like that. Yeah. So I just, I smoke before I, I work out. I smoke when I want to draw. I smoke when they bring those creative juices out. And I tell, I try to find brands or companies or things that I do that align with what I believe in with myself. I don't want to force myself to do anything that makes me uncomfortable or unsafe because that just brings more of that energy to me. You know what I mean? I do. And you do want to face your fears and that's a different uncomfortableness. But if I don't feel like that is worth it, then I won't do it. So, yeah. Risk versus reward. right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Now, If people want to find out more about Miss Grass, how can they do that? But also, uh, if you would, how can they follow you and and learn more? Yeah, definitely follow us on Instagram. It's at MissGrass.com. Or you can look on our website, which is at MissGrass. Our website is MissGrass.com. And you can learn more about cannabis, um, find a larger community, find events in your area. You know what I mean? Think more things about Miss Grass, more things about cannabis on those platforms. And then, obviously, my platform is at dot taylor christina underscore so you can also follow me on social media or find me on linkedin and um, connect with me there i'm always down to talk about mental health weed honestly anything i'm i love a good i love a good chat i love a good chat yeah and and, and i think do we just learn your middle name yeah, yeah, we, yeah. you did damn it <laughs> no amazing <laughs> love your energy i'm thank so you. thankful for you being here and also just being a, a part of our community yeah thank you for having me it was a great time getting to know you and and more about this in, um, space and i think you guys are doing amazing things and i'm looking forward to supporting you guys for sure so Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me.